Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Zach Sharp, and this is the Breakdown Lane Podcast. I am 29 years old and a full-time traveler living on the road with my girlfriend, two dogs, in our 20-foot travel trailer. And uh, this here is a podcast all about the trials and tribulations of living a life on the road and some of the crazy things that we've encountered, some of the challenges that we've faced, how we got over them, uh, as well as some highlights on these awesome places that we've been able to go to. So if that is your cup of tea, make sure you subscribe and uh, check out the show notes. I'm going to put a bunch of links and uh, information in there. So anything relative to this podcast, anything that I mention in this podcast, you can find there in the show notes. Uh, you'll also have access to our YouTube channel. You'll you'll uh, see the link for our YouTube channel. You can click on that. Go check that out. Uh, we have a lot of adventure videos up there and are putting out videos uh, for our life on the road. So go check that out if that's something that you're interested in. Uh, and we'll get right into it. So this trip, when did this trip start? This trip started uh, as soon as the idea uh, came into my mind. I was working one day and I, I called Allie and uh, I said, hey, what do you what do you think if I sold the house, left my job, and we just lived on the road and we traveled? And uh, next thing I know, what started out as an idea quickly evolved into something that uh, I was thinking about all the time. And uh, I expressed that to Allie, and she was kind of all about it, too. You know, we were in a position in our life where uh, we kind of we weren't sure what we wanted to do. So um, having the opportunity to just kind of get out and see what's out there was uh, really appealing. Uh, so we listed the we listed my house and sold that. I gave my notice to to my work and we set sail on November 10th. So our first stop was in Florida. We drove down there to spend um, the holidays with her grandparents. But uh, just before Thanksgiving, we stopped in Thomasville, Georgia, and participated in an awesome wedding. I was a groomsman for one of my good friends, and that was just uh, that was pretty awesome, pretty epic. We did some fishing in uh, Carabelle, caught some great uh, grunts, and oh boy. I don't remember what else. Like grouper. Yeah, we had grouper for the first time, and that was delicious. Probably the most flavorful fish that I think I've ever had. We brought it right back to the camper. Uh, I had it filleted out, and uh, we fried it up in some, some oil, and it was delicious. So that was uh, second week of uh, November and then right at right before Thanksgiving we went down to the villages and we stayed there for uh, quite a while actually we ended up staying there until the end of December because uh, we were going to be there for Christmas and we knew that we had anticipated on doing a lot of traveling in between Thanksgiving and Christmas in the Florida area so that we could uh, stay there and uh, kind of have a home base and be in the area for Christmas when that came. 
but uh, we had some things that we had to work out. I, I initially was started this trip off with a 2015 Toyota Tacoma, uh, which towing a 6,000-pound trailer, it's just not ideal. So I had explored some options, um, went to a bunch of different car dealerships because we needed something that uh, was going to make this trip a little more doable, and ended up finding a 2018 Ford F-150 EcoBoost, um, which has provided us with a lot more cab room, a ton more cab room, um, which the dogs absolutely love. And the tow capacity is far superior than that of the Tacoma. The Tacoma had a 7,000-pound towing capacity, and uh, this EcoBoost is just over 13,000 pounds, which for a V6 is absolutely incredible. Uh, we get great fuel economy on the road, and it's a lot nicer to just drive. You're not battling the vehicle so much. So we... Uh, Stayed in Florida in the Villages area for a little longer than anticipated um, just to try and get all of that stuff sorted out. We wanted to kind of go through all of the things that we had in the camper and the truck and make sure that we had everything for the long haul because we don't really have a ton of family out west. So this was going to be kind of the last opportunity for us to really have a home base before we set sail into the unknown here. So... After Christmas, um, well, let's reel it back a little bit. Let's do a little bit before Christmas. Um, Allie and I, we were we were there at her grandparents for uh, for quite some time, and both were itching to get out and do some exploring. So we decided that we would take uh, a trip to the Ocala National Forest, which uh, is on the eastern northeastern kind of side of uh, Florida there. So we did that, and we spent probably the better part of five hours trying to find a cool campsite, exploring all of these back roads. Uh, we found a great little site under some live oaks. I get out of the truck, go to set up the iCamper rooftop tent on the truck, and I left the key at home. So we had to drive back to the villages and decided to just stay there. So what was going to be kind of a relaxing break camping trip just us turned into just a really long drive in the woods but that was okay we kind of got out and saw all the sights and it uh the national forests in florida really make you appreciate the forests in maine and the efforts that go into conservation in maine and just land protecting the land pack in pack out uh, type deal. The the amount of trash that was not only just in the Ocala National Forest, but the Apalachicola National Forest, all of the state lands that uh, allowed free camping were just absolutely trashed in Florida, which it was upsetting to see uh, because that's exactly how these opportunities go away, is the state will come in and see how horribly uh, their land is being taken care of and will shut down access to the public. So do yourself and do us a favor. Make sure that you leave no trace. Make sure you pack out. And even if it's not your shit, pick it up. Um, not, not actual, but uh, trash I'm referring to. Okay. So Christmas happened. Sandy um, and Dave and Sam, Allie's family, came down, and uh, we had a nice Christmas in the villages, enjoyed the sun, and um, 
everybody's company. But uh, New Year's was coming up, and we wanted to be somewhere different for New Year's. So Allie and I hit the road. We hooked up the trailer and went down to Key West. Now, Key West was an interesting first kind of boondock challenge trip because when you think of Key West, you think of small islands, um, you think, well, at least I think, a larger law enforcement presence. Um, most certainly, you're not going to be allowed to just camp out in a parking lot uh, without being woken up in the middle of the night just because it's one of those tourist destinations. If you could do that, everybody would. Um so it's heavily enforced, the no overnight parking, the no camping. So what I did was I called the local police department and uh, I got permission to park in their parking lot. And we brought just the uh, truck to the Keys. We um, were sleeping in the rooftop tent and we had permission. So it was great, slept, slept okay, um, knowing that we weren't going to get woken up and told to move along or sighted or anything like that and was able to get an unreal drone video of the first sunrise of 2022 coming up over the east coast uh, was one of the first people to see it so that was that was really awesome if you want to see that video head over to our youtube channel pine state overland on youtube i'll leave a link in the show notes you can check out uh we have a video just for key west um and it shows what we did and where we went key west was beautiful it was beautiful we met some really cool locals and the rang in the new year with us by buying us a bunch of shots of Patron. So that was fun. They tried to convince us to stay down there and work waitressing jobs because uh, they said it, it pays an unreal amount of money, which I believe it. I believe it. Uh, the trip down to the Key West, uh, to Keys, the Keys, Key West, um, we brought the trailer to uh, a town just outside of um, the keys. Now, if I'm being completely honest with you, I forget the name of the town, but uh, th we found a, a site on Hip Camp. Now, if you haven't heard of Hip Camp, it's a it's a website where um, different people can can put up their plots of land. Uh, and allow you to camp on it for a small fee. Uh, some people offer hookups. Some people, um, you can you can rent things like little yurts or cabins or just a, a backyard where you need to put your trailer for a couple days while you explore Key West, which is what we did. Um, so that was a first for us doing the hip camp. That was a first for us and kind of overcoming the challenges of, well, where are we going to sleep? Um, and I knew Key West was going to be especially difficult just because of it being a very big tourist hub for the winter. So I knew that was going to be a challenge trying to find a spot there, but I'm glad that we did it. We had a great time. We, uh, on our way up north back to the villages, we went through the Everglades and we got to see a lot of gators. We went to Everglades National Park, uh, got our park pass stamped. It was the first national park that we went to. So it was it was exciting. We were listening to a bunch of podcasts about the history and uh, some crazy things that happened in, in the Everglades back in the day, plane crashes and um, people disappearing. 
animal encounters. So we did the Everglades. We uh, had an airboat tour through the mangroves on the 10,000 islands. And that was awesome. If you are interested in seeing that, I have a YouTube video for that as well. Check it out in the show notes. Uh, So we went from there uh, all the way back up to the villages and saw her grandparents again for a couple days, kind of just reset, refueled, filled our water tanks up and decided to uh, hit the road again. So that's what we did. We hit the road and um, we went to Apalachicola National Forest, which if you're familiar with... um, if you're familiar with Florida, you'll know that that is in the Panhandle. And the weather was much cooler in the Panhandle than it was down south in the villages, more central Florida. So uh, we had to get used to that. It uh, was still better than Maine, so we weren't really complaining all that much. We were there for about a week, uh, and in that week, um, we uh, found a dog. Now, if you... If you haven't seen our YouTube video on that, I encourage you to go watch it because it was a it was a kind of a cool uh, series of events. Allie and I were driving down a back road. It was about 10:30 at night. Now, obviously, um, Allie has some some medical challenges because um, she's home right now taking care of that. She's got some really severe asthma, so. Uh, she was having uh, a tough time one night and I offered to take us out on our drive and just kind of roll the windows down, listen to music and get distracted. So that's what we did. We were driving down a dirt road in the national forest when, uh, about a mile up ahead, I see a white pickup truck pull over to the right side and stop. He stops. Um, something happens. He like gets out of the truck or just something. I noticed that he was, he was doing something, but I couldn't tell what. I then see him get back into the vehicle and head in my direction, and he's moving at a pretty good clip. So he passes me. Um, I don't really think a whole lot of it. But I get up to the point where he had pulled over and he had stopped. And I see something in the woods, and uh, I don't know what it is. I don't recognize it as being a deer or anything like that because it was kind of multicolored. But the closer we got up to it, uh, I, I instantly recognized that it was a coon hound. Um, and she uh, appeared obviously scared. She had no idea who I was or what I was doing. So I got out of the truck and called to her, and she came right up to me. And she was overjoyed when um, when I started to pet her. Uh, so we picked her up, and we put her in the truck with us. And uh, we brought her back home. Um, we saw her paws weren't dirty. She She didn't seem... Like she'd been out there for very long. So that led me to believe that the man who had pulled over probably got rid of her. We found out in the process of finding um, uh, finding her a foster family that she was uh, pregnant with a litter of puppies as well. Uh, so we think that that might have contributed to the reason as to why the, the guy got rid of the dog, which, which is really sad. Uh, we ended up taking the dog to Franklin County uh, Humane Society. And they uh, got in contact with a foster family who was going to take care of her while she had her pups. But it's just sad because uh, she was telling us that this happens more often than not. And there's just there's better ways to go about getting rid of your dog if uh, if you don't want to deal with a litter or you, you can't handle the dog anymore or your family circumstances have changed. But to throw them out in the National Forest was uh, was a sad thing to see. I was so glad Allie and I were there. 
because uh, I mean, had we waited another, uh, had we waited another two minutes, she probably would have been in the woods, uh, and we probably would have missed her. So that was that was awesome, uh, kind of a feel good story uh, that uh, ended in a great outcome. She's with a foster family and is getting ready to deliver her pup soon, um, and then those those pups will also find families. So. That was uh, that was a, a feel good story that I um, that we experienced there. Now from Apalachicola, we uh, wanted to see Chris, um, one of my friends again, because uh, yeah, it was his wedding that we had we had gone to before Thanksgiving. So he he lives in Tallahassee. We ended, we decided to find a campsite. Uh, Coey Landing Campground was a nice little campground, fairly inexpensive, but uh, had all the hookups. So we we knew that we could see Chris, um, kind of restock, empty the tanks, and um, hit the road, restocked and refreshed uh, the next day. We ended up actually only we planned to stay there for just a day, and we we ended up staying there for three. Uh, but it was nice to just kind of relax and not have to go anywhere. So we did that for uh, for a few days and uh, made our way into Pensacola. The weather driving into Pensacola was actually pretty bad. Uh, it rained for the most part. Um, so we, we found a Walmart and uh, quickly set up camp, got dinner going, and called it a night. Uh, we, we drove quite a while. Um, I would say probably four hours or so that day and driving at night in the rain is just exhausting. So we parked at Walmart, made some sushi and, uh, and called it a night. The next day we, uh, this would have been, um, this would have been uh, probably middle of January that we, uh, we found some um, BLM land. Now, BLM, Bureau of Land Management, their land uh, you can camp on. Um, some site, some states re- require permits. Like in Arizona, I'm on state uh, land, and I can camp here for 14, cons- uh, 14 days in a calendar year. But in order to do so, you have to have a uh, backcountry permit or a camping permit. Um, so BLM... Uh, in Louisiana doesn't require you to have a permit. So we found some BLM land in Pearl River, uh, which was super sketchy. I highly do not recommend. Um, We basically set up camp uh, towards the end of the evening in Tent City, um, in Tarp City. It was a little sketchy. We had some visitors throughout the night with motorcycles who were just a nuisance, but um, we we didn't uh, waste any time the next day packing things up and heading out. We went to New Orleans that following day, so we really just needed a place to crash in between Pensacola and New Orleans. So we found that, and it worked, and uh, nobody bothered us. But it's one of those places where you don't really sleep all that well during the night because you're kind of listening to everything half asleep. But anyway... From New Orleans, so we went to New Orleans, and that town, that city, is awesome. There's so much culture in that city, and uh, if you go down into the French Quarter, there's a lot of musical history. There's a lot of culture. Um, the food is delicious. Holy cow! We had some po' boys and French fries that had this sauce all over them. Oh my god! 
Uh, some beignets. We went to Café Domon and got some beignets. That was delicious. And we walked a lot. We walked a lot that day. But uh, New Orleans isn't the safest city. So we didn't really, I didn't feel comfortable just boondocking in a Walmart in New Orleans or in a Cracker Barrel. So I just, uh, I said, eh, we'll just keep driving. And we did. We kept driving. We stopped at a Cracker Barrel uh, in Texas, I think, um, and and crashed for the night. It was a few hours, but, you know, I'm used to the driving, so it didn't bother me. Now, if you know anything about boondocking or if you are a boondocker or you do um, things on online like Campendium or you're part of the dirt. These are all different apps that uh, we use to locate sites. Well, we found a site that was epic and it was down in Texas in Port Lavaca and it's called Magnolia Beach and it is so cool. It is a spance of beach that probably is, I would say, three to four miles long. And this beach uh, is comprised of hard-packed, like, shell. So you could drive um, a semi-truck on this stuff, and you're not going to sink. And it is a public beach that you're allowed to back your camper up right to the water and stay there. So that's what we did. And we stayed there for... Um, about a week and a half. And I think we saw every type of weather while we were there. We saw beautiful, amazing sunsets and sunrises. Uh, the moonrise the first night was, was insane. Um, and then we got hit with uh, about three days worth of a hellacious windstorm. And uh, it was bad. I mean, we had, uh, we had gusts that were like 40, 45 miles an hour right off of the uh, Gulf Coast. So it, it didn't really let up. We were, were in the camper for two days watching Netflix and just kind of waiting out the bad, the bad weather. Um, and unfortunately, we had to uh, go back to the emergency room um, because uh, Allie had contracted COVID. And uh, I'm not sure if I had it. I took a couple of tests and were, were negative. Um, but she she got it and um, wasn't feeling too good. So it, the weather kind of worked out perfectly with our our mental readiness to leave and uh, just the way we were both feeling because I was getting over a cold as well uh, and just being able to hang out for a couple of days and not do anything or uh, go outside or have to handle filling up generators and water and stuff was, was nice. Uh, kind of helped us, uh, recover a little better. I think, unfortunately, um, I think it, it led to further complications with Allie's asthma which is a big reason why she's gone now. So hoping that she gets better real soon and can make it back home here and see the doggos and more importantly, me. So, all right, let's see. Now, Magnolia Beach. Magnolia Beach was kind of a stopping ground for uh, people on their way down to Baja, Mexico. Ran into a lot of folks on their way down to Mexico um, and uh, got to see some 
incredible rigs. Everything from sliding campers to global expedition vehicles to homemade builds on F550 chassis. Uh, got to meet some really cool people, some people that are also into social media and content creating and YouTube videos and and Instagram and stuff. So it was really cool to, to kind of chat with people uh, who are doing similar things to what we're doing because we don't really know anyone who is our age or um, who's in our life right now who is doing the things that we're doing. So it's kind of uh, nice and refreshing when you get to talk to somebody who's been doing this for a while and can kind of give you tips and tricks. Uh, for for instance, one, one gentleman, we were walking down the beach and he told us how to uh, get mail, how to get packages. Now, like uh, doing the, the Amazon lockers or, or things like that and the different tips and tricks on how to get mail delivered to a post office if you don't have a P.O. box there. Just different tips and tricks that you learn from, from people who have already had those frustrating moments and um, I'm grateful for the conversations that I had with a bunch of them. Uh, from Magnolia Beach, we decided that uh, we wanted to kind of move a little further west and we wanted to start getting into Red Rock territory. So we worked our way north into New Mexico and uh, North Texas. We stayed in Van Horn at a truck stop in Texas uh, the day we left Magnolia Beach. It was, uh, it was a long haul, but we wanted to get it done because the drive was very flat. The drive was very uneventful, um, and we, just, we wanted to get up towards Carlsbad Caverns and the White Sands National Park, which is what we ended up doing the following day. Um, we, we went to Carlsbad Caverns, and walked through that entire cave system. And if you haven't done that, I highly suggest that you try to get out there and, and go through it because it's pretty incredible when you're standing 800 feet underground and you're looking at, at an underground mountain, essentially. And um, it, was, it was pretty cool. There's some live systems in there, uh, meaning there's like stalactites and stalagmites that are still forming and um, lots of historical stuff in there too. Lots of uh, stories of explorers gone by who went down there and risked it all to further explore the depths of that cave system. So that was a, a really awesome experience. I, I had a lot of fun there. Uh, from there, we went to El Capitan. And now when I say that, I'm not talking about the one in Yosemite. There's two of them. There's one in Yosemite and then there's one in Texas. So we were at the one in Texas. And we got some photos of that. If you want to check out those photos, uh, I do post a lot of my photos for the trip on Instagram. You can find me there at PS Overland, and I'll leave a link down in the show notes as well. But got some photos of that and made our way um, to White Sands uh, National Park and explored that. And seeing the dunes uh, over the spans of this massive valley was a really cool experience. Uh, I was not expecting the sand to be cold, but obviously that makes sense. Since it's white, it's not absorbing any of the heat from the sun. Um, and it was freezing cold, especially the sand on the backside that had been in the shade. And uh, the dogs loved it. 
Dogs enjoyed running around in the sand and having a good time. We tried sledding on it, but ended up breaking a tote lid uh, in our efforts, but had a blast. Got some great photos, some great videos um, that will be coming out shortly. I just have to edit those, but you'll be able to see our most latest and greatest adventure. Now, from White Sands, we... uh, ended up driving to uh, Raptor Lake, which was a campsite owned by the military, free to the public, that was off of this uh, holding lake, this wastewater holding lake. And uh, we stayed there for one night. The next morning, uh, Allie was having some real real bad asthma um, complications, and we ended up having to go to the hospital again. And had a conversation, a tough one, but made the decision that she needed to go home to uh, be with her doctors and her family and get this sorted out uh, so that she can be happier and healthier and then return. So that is the decision that we made just the other day. And we drove from Raptor Lake to Albuquerque, uh, spent the night in a hotel, took a nice shower and kind of reset myself got some breakfast and took her to the airport uh, yesterday morning. Um, So today is the first real solo day that I'm out here on my own in the Arizona desert. I am in Queen Valley and um, there's cactuses everywhere. It's uh, definitely a a neat environment. I drove through every type of weather system that you possibly could yesterday leading uh, with a snowstorm in Albuquerque that uh, turned into absolute whiteout conditions when you got up into the mountains. I I got up to about 7,000 feet in elevation and uh, pretty whiteout conditions up there, but drove through four different types of mountain ranges to include two different Indian reservations to get to where I am. And the sights and scenes were absolutely stunning. Uh, You don't realize that you are in Canyon uh, County or Canyon country until you're driving flat on a plane and then you look out to your right and there's nothing there and it drops down for four, five, six, seven thousand feet and uh, you're still at four thousand feet elevation but you're driving on a flat road. It's uh, it's something to be seen and if you haven't seen it already, I urge you to come out, see the Grand Canyon State. It's beautiful and right now it's February 3rd and it's going to be 70 degrees this week. Gets down into the high 30s at night but uh, in the day, it's in the mid 70s which for February, I'm not going to complain. That is going to do it for episode one of the Breakdown Lane. If you made it this far, a sincere thank you for listening. And if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at PSOverland. Uh, you can send me a DM on Instagram or you can you can send me an actual email, PSOverland at gmail.com. Make sure you go and check out our YouTube videos if you want to see firsthand all the cool places that we've been. And leave a, leave a comment if you, if you have any few further questions. And, um, and uh, yeah, let me know what you think. Thank you again. And uh, we'll see you on the next one.